Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. My name's Duncan Clark, and the topic for this session is all about the dangers of dirty data. For that, I'm delighted to be joined today by none other than Susan Walsh, better known as the Classification Guru. If your paths haven't crossed yet, Susan runs her own consultancy and is an expert in spend data classification, taxonomies and data accuracy, a fixer of dirty data. So welcome, Susan, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me today. Now, I hear that you've got some exciting news and that you're in the process of writing your first book. So let's start with that. Could you tell us a little bit more about what we can expect? Yeah, so I haven't written it yet, So, but, but it's all planned out. So you will be looking at um, a guide that will take you through classification, taxonomies, normalisation, data cleansing, um, explaining what they are, how to maintain it, why it's important to have your data accuracy, the implications when you don't. So, you know, lots of things around dirty data. Well, that will certainly be keeping you busy, but it does lead me to my next question, actually, which is how did you get started in the world of procurement and supplier data? What's been your journey? It started with an ad on Gumtree. Uh, my first business was a clothes shop and uh, that fell apart pretty quickly. I racked up a lot of debt and I was desperate for a job. So I went on Gumtree, found this data entry, data classification job. And, you know, I was like, that'll, that'll, that'll do. I can, you know, I've worked in corporate world before, so I'm sure I can classify data. Um, and that's that's where it started. And, and I ended up spending five years with that company. They were a spend analytics company. Um, so I learned a lot about data classification and and all things taxonomy is there and just saw an opportunity to offer something a bit different. So that's why I started the classification guru. So from these beginnings, then fast forward to today, and you've gone on to create a framework. This is the one that goes by the name of coat. So nice and easy to remember. And as you say, data needs to have its coat on. So could you tell us what that is and how it works? Yeah, so the reason that I created Coat, um, it was purely by accident. I was doing another podcast and, and someone said, oh, you know, people like acronyms. Um, and, and Coat was created from that. And the, the, the point of Coat is that data is not just for data scientists, data analysts, coders, the IT department, data is for everybody that works with it within an organisation. And, and the only way that you're going to get people engaged is if you make it less intimidating and user friendly and, and easy to understand. So, so that's where Coke comes from. Um, and what that basically means is that your data should be consistent. It should be organised. It should be accurate. And then once you have those three things, it will be trustworthy. And that means that you have a reliable data set that you can work with. And if you follow those principles, then you will have that data set. Now, you mentioned trustworthiness of data there. So a bit of a two part question here, which is first, why is this so important? And second, why is trust in data so difficult to achieve? So 
It's so important because senior managers use dashboards to make decisions on staffing, budgets, and the direction of the company, whether it's going to grow, whether it's not. And that information has to be right. They, otherwise, they could make catastrophic decisions that could severely impact the business. And the reason that it's so hard to have trustworthy data is that you have many people working on data, sometimes um, on their own siloed. They're not communicating with other parts of the business. Um, if you've got a global company, then it could be even be different countries not talking to each other. So it's really hard. Again, it's down to things like not having consistency, not having your data organised, and which leads to, to not having accurate data or trustworthy data. Um, and it's a really big challenge for most organisations to to get that data in a position that it can be reliable and accurate and trustworthy. And we know, of course, that there's a cost to bad data. So I was wondering, from your experience, what sort of anecdotes do you have of situations where you've seen bad supplier data costing an organisation? Is this something you see much of? Absolutely. So I hear this quite a lot um, across the globe, actually. And that is when uh, some kind of new software is implemented. And quite often the company that's buying the software doesn't realise that the data needs to be cleansed or cleaned, prepped before the software is implemented. And sometimes the software company doesn't mention it and it's not they don't see it as their job. So they implement software worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds, um, get it implemented, train up all their staff. The staff start using it and then they find that the data is wrong. They go back to using the old method because they know it works and you have lost uh, the faith of your staff in using that system and it can be a significant cost involved in trying to fix that data whereas if you'd you know invested at the start of the project it would have cost a lot less and, and been a lot easier to manage. So as frustrating as all this is why is it not higher up on people's agendas and what could be done to change that? So I think firstly it's, it can be seen as a menial task that anyone can do and that's a myth. Um, it takes someone who's knowledgeable and skilled in the data to be able to cleanse it properly. The other thing is I think that they're actually scared as to what they might find so it's like let's just leave it, ignorance is bliss. We don't want to open that can of worms because we know it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, and, and people don't see it as value, as an investment. You know, they just see it as a cost that you don't get any ROI on, but it's a hidden ROI or it's 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 the the money that you don't spend because you have good data to start with. Well, certainly that hidden aspect, I think, is a big factor. And in fact, is the subject of one of our recent articles, The Hidden Costs of Bad Data, where we explore that particular aspect in depth. But let's park the subject of bad data for the moment. And I'd like to ask you, what do you think procurement will look like in five years' time? What will be some of the key differences that you expect to see? I think procurement as a, uh, an industry, I think, are trying to get a stronger voice now within organisations. Um, and trying to make themselves be much more known. I think a lot of, e even within their own organisations, people don't necessarily know what procurement do, apart from, oh, they're the people that won't let us buy what we want. 
So I think um, there's definitely more of a focus on procurement. I think that there's going to be a, a lot more scrutiny on spend and costs um, and they're going to need da good data to do that. There is, I, I see a lot of people using like P2P systems now, you know, they're implementing those. Um, so I think a lot more technology will be used to streamline the process. And again, that gives everybody much better visibility and control over the spend. So I would like to see them as a, a, a you know, they want a seat at the table in the C-suite. So that that's what I would like to see. So a seat at the table then, the, the route to that will be through success, the success of the function. And now thinking about success, what would you say are the key ingredients for a successful procurement team? Synergy, collaboration, the same goals, um, communication, um, just like coat, it's consistency. So is everyone working to the same standards and principles? I think there's a lot, a lot more, more than ever, there's a lot of crossover between categories as well. So, you know, it's not like any more like this is your category and you, you have it and it's a silo. It's, it should be much more collaborative now. And I think that, you know, within teams, they could all learn from each other a lot more. Well, a good note to end on there. Thanks again, Susan, for joining us and we'll continue to look out for your videos. I think making data a fun topic for all is really great to see. So keep those coming. And of course, best of luck for your upcoming book as well. We'll look forward to seeing that when it comes out. And thank you to all of our listeners for spending the time with us today and see you on the next Supplier Experience Live. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website www.hicks.com.